0: Leafs Lounge is the destination for passionate discussion about your team. Listen as experts Aaron Greenfield, Aaron Stern, and Jeffrey Martin deconstruct the week's action and tee up next week's game. One team, three opinions. Leafs Lounge. Welcome to another episode of Leafs Lounge. I'm Aaron Greenfield. And I am Aaron Stern. <laughs> no Jeffrey
1: Martin today. No
0: Jeffrey Martin, that's okay.
1: Show must go on. Show Show must
0: must go on. So the Leafs played the Philadelphia Flyers on Friday night. Yeah. And defeated them. Yes. Six to three. Yes. The Flyers have some goaltending issues.
1: Major goaltending issues on display in that affair.
0: Steve Mason got awful in that game. You heard it here first. Uh, Didn't he get pulled for Neuwirth and then he got injured or something like that? Who? Didn't that happen? I, I didn't see the game, but I thought... I like, missed some of the game, too, I but... I thought Neuwirth got injured, and then they had to put Mason back in, something like that. Maybe that was the game after. Either way... I don't think that the happened. Flyers have some serious <laughs> goaltending <laughs> that issues. That did not happen during the Leaf game.
1: Mason was gut
0: off. Okay, well... Well, I think we'll stick that was to the facts. Th- th- stick that was, to the I th- facts, Greenfield. I think that You're was lying the g- to the people. <laughs> I think that was the game after where... Um, basically the Flyers lost confidence in Mason, but then they had to bring him in because Neuvirth well, got injured. this is Leafs but Lounge,
1: not Flyers Lounge, and that did not happen against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Stop <laughs> lying to
0: the people. I apologize, but what did happen was six goals allowed yes. by Steve Mason. The Leafs had an
1: offensive offensive explosion. In Lots f- of firsts. Yes, a, a night of firsts, an offensive explosion in the third. Um Give all Morgan the, Riley. Yes, give all the credit to the Leafs, but Steve Mason was a bag of trash.
0: Correct. <laughs> what are your yes. thoughts on Morgan Riley's breakout performance? I thought it points? was good,
1: Aaron. I thought it was a good performance by Morgan Riley there. <laughs> yeah, four points. Uh, that's so classic. Everyone, everyone talking about, uh, oh, they're using him defensively, and when's he gonna, when's the offense going to come? And lo and behold... Four points for half Morgan, half Riley, at the ACC on a Saturday night. Does it, oh, sorry on a Friday night? Does it get any better than that? The answer is no. It was a Friday night. It was yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah Hall of Fame game. Yes. Um, but yeah, not too much to say. You know, just
0: a good game. It was fun to watch. Night of firsts and uh, offensive explosion, and yeah. Just to add to the night of firsts, it was Zach Hyman, Martin Morinson, and Leo Komarov also scoring their first goals, while Freddie Anderson made 30 saves. Yes, he did.
1: Okay, let's move on.
0: Let's move on. (laughs) So the Leafs played the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was the second half of a back-to-back. Yes. And for the first two periods, I think the Leafs did a pretty good job of hanging with the Penguins before some... Discipline issues led to a couple power play goals, and the Penguins ran away with it en route to a 4-1 to victory.
1: Well, you summed it up nicely there, Greenfield. It was a, uh, yeah, it was, uh, we, we hung with them, and uh, that was it. Uh, we, a couple screws came loose, and then the game was over. Freddie played well, but we weren't skating, and uh, we paid for it. And Hyman scored again. Hyman scored second, again, yeah. second, good for him. And uh, But, yeah, it was just kind of a... Not much doing. Yeah, we stuck with them for a bit, but
0: what are your thoughts on? Um, I'm pretty sure Freddie Anderson played in that one also. Yes. What are your thoughts on playing Anderson on both nights of back to back?
1: Yeah, it was interesting, but we know Babcock. He's Babcock's guy. He's the Leafs guy, and uh, I think Babcock just wants to get some wins rolling here. <laughs> Jonas Enroth. He's only played twice, but he is zero for two. Like, obviously, there's a lot more confidence in Anderson than Enroth, and you know if Freddie felt. Okay to go. I guess Babs just thought, here we go, and he played well. He played well. And uh,
0: and of course, the bigger story was Peter Holland and Frankie Corrado drawing into the lineup. A lot of people were on the free Frank Corrado bandwagon. He finally got his chance. Were there? Wasn't great. Were there a lot of people? You could see some rust. Um, He did take a penalty, and which led to a goal.
1: I am on the free Frankie Corrado from Toronto. As so, in, uh, get rid of Frankie. Get Corrado. rid of Frankie Corrado. Because I'm tired of hearing about Frankie Corrado because he's not that good. It's just uh, something to complain about when the Leafs aren't playing well. He gets brought up because he gets scratched all the time. I don't give a flying for who about Frankie Corrado. He's <laughs> I don't think he's very good. Uh, I understand the argument that he's not playing that much, so he can't prove himself, but he's really nothing special. And uh, I think he's going to be on the bench again for a while because he did not play that well.
0: Um, he did play 40 games last year, so it's not like he didn't play at all. Um, the issue was more he had to do he had to suffer the same type of thing he did this year. But he
1: eventually got into a routine, and we saw what he could do. It's it was nothing crazy. I don't know what I'm missing here. Apparently, uh, you know, he's apparently according to some uh, Bobby Orr is, is among us, and we are scratching Bobby Orr. By the way, I don't people- <laughs> think they're saying
0: that. I, I just think <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. From what I saw, I, I thought he played pretty well. Um, all things considered
1: well but he didn't play that well and I guess you could always use the excuse well he played well because considering he hasn't played yet but it's just a never-ending cycle and I don't think he's that good overall we have enough puckering defensemen um it's just a non-story I I don't want to see him here he's not for his own sake I mean get him somewhere where he can just play but he's not even that good so I'm tired of hearing about it to
0: be honest (laughs) But are are you okay with who they have right now on defense? With- no,
1: we 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 need a makeover on defense. It's it's Riley Zaitsev and a bunch of idiots. But uh, and I guess Carrick's okay. But um, yeah, there's big issues. But Corrado's not going to draw back in. Like I saw, you know, Carrick's going back in now. Heinrich played fine last game. Marinchin was fine, but he's apparently scratched. But he's he struggled all year. But. Uh, no, we need a big makeover on defense. And Frankie Corrado, you you can put any combination you want from our players, and uh, it's not going to be a very good outcome. So we we need a new defensemen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. the The argument for Corrado is his advanced stats, which you oh, hate. oh
1: my god, which we
0: don't have to get into a debate. <laughs> but it's worth noting; it's he nice. does certain things right. Well.
1: Okay, we well, don't have to go over this again, but when someone is so bad and you don't trust them in their own end and you play them more in the offensive zone, you're going to have better advanced stats. We see it all the time with Mr. Jake Gardner, a little bit with Martin Marincin.
0: <laughs> I still think it's... The, the main point I'm making is I think it's too early to give up on yes. Corrado. It's
1: too, it's too early to give up on him. Maybe he's an NHLer, but I just think it's so overblown. It's just like, who the hell cares? It's like At best, bottom pairing, in my opinion. I, I don't know. I just... I don't know. I, I don't think he's anything crazy. I'm tired of hearing about him. And he played in 40 games last year. People have to calm down. Like it just never ends. It it's the same cycle. He gets in, plays poorly. Well, he hasn't played enough. So it's,
0: it's just well, a, you need you, you can't just but he did judge it last year five games. But he
1: did it last year. He played 40. I watched him for 20 straight. He was he was fine. It was nothing crazy. He wasn't like like I, I don't know. I it's uh, I don't know.
0: I think with with Babcock you and you want to ice the best possible lineup for sure. And you. Uh, obviously, he wants the veterans in there yeah. for... Does he trust them? Because he trusts them, because yeah. they can provide leadership. They can provide uh, learning tools for these younger players, yeah. which is why he goes to the Pollocks and the Hunwicks. Yes. Even though they are caught out of position regularly, they're slow. A little bit, yeah. Um, just to note, uh, Martin Morinson will not be playing. Tomorrow night, yes. Connor Carrick draws back in. Which means Corrado does not draw back in, but um, I think there should be more regular rotation between the Carricks, Morinsons and Corrado. If he wants to go with this veteran Polak, Hunwicker staying in, I feel like there should be a bit more rotation because we haven't we've seen enough of Marinsen to get a rough sense of how he plays. We've seen, I think Carrick deserves a bit more of a shot um but Corrado if he's always in the press box it's hard to get in that rhythm that's all I'm saying
1: yeah it's fair it's fair I mean I wouldn't play Corrado I, from what I've seen if I was a coach I wanted to win I would not have him in the lineup but yeah it's a, it's a fair opinion I agree to disagree but I understand why he's not playing I, I don't think he's very good I And mean, we have a lot of puffing defensemen but uh yeah I, I don't think he's going to be around very much longer I think they're going to waive him because it's just getting ridiculous he's not even playing I don't see him drawing back in again anytime soon.
0: So before the Nashville game, uh, the Leafs put Seth Griffith on waivers. Uh, This is probably to make room for a potential Josh Levo returning from a conditioning stand with the Marlies. What the Leafs did, though, they could have sent Nikita Soshnikov back to the Marlies. Instead, they held on to him and put Seth Griffith on waivers. He was claimed by the Florida Panthers. Yes. What are your thoughts? Is this a non-issue? Yeah, I think um, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> because there's a lot of depth on the wing. Yeah. Griffith was a talented scorer in the AHL and he showed he could score in the NHL. Yeah. But there's no room for him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a situation where uh, uh once again, maybe a little overblown by some. I I think he is a solid player. I'd like him to be around in the Leafs, but the reality is we couldn't send him down, so we waived him. Like he couldn't properly go to the Marlies because of con- his one way contract. But uh yeah, we just had no room. Like there's no chance in hell I'd send Sashnikov down instead. Um but yeah, we have so much depth in the wings that it's just such a non issue. Like it's just not like a long term thing realistically like with Seth Griffith like we, we have so many options that it's not gonna like hurt us or anything uh, and of course
0: Seth Griffith got a goal or got two assists last night um, yeah but that's just the reality yeah, you're right. always gonna have some player on the outside looking in who finds a better shot somewhere. for else. sure
1: and I think yeah I, I actually liked him I thought he was a good player but I it's totally understandable why the Leafs uh had to do that like yeah like I wouldn't have got rid of Sofnikov I, instead so
0: especially for the role that griffith would have most likely succeeded there yeah. just was no room yeah, because he no would room. he s- succeeds more in a top six role whereas here with the leafs he was playing fourth line minutes and yeah. while he played well in that one game he had it's just <laughs> yeah well i think they've you know, been a couple
1: two or three but yeah two or
0: three but you know he his potential is just not getting maximized
1: yeah it wasn't it wasn't the best fit for him here in Toronto, just for what he brings and his type of player, another small, skilled player. Just He's not a bad player, but it didn't really make sense here.
0: So moving on to what was a very successful game last night, the Leafs defeated the Nashville Predators 6-2. to Yes. Uh, led by James Van Reemsdijk's hat trick. Yes. And <laughs> Mitch Marner's skillful play. Great game. That line combined for, I think it was 11 points.
1: Yeah, they've been great, that line.
0: Which is funny because at the beginning of this uh, season and early on in earlier episode of this show, we talked about how that line needed to pick it up when. Uh, credits where credits uh, due. I Matthew's, said. Matthew's I line said, was going. I that said, don't change
1: that line. Give credit where credit's due. <laughs> no, but they've been. Uh, seriously, they've had great chemistry. Uh, Mitch Martin is very lucky to get to play with two veterans and two pass first. I guess old uh, Bozak's pass first. JVR is a pretty generous player too. He he can score, but he's pretty generous, um, and it works with Marner beautifully. Um, much easier road than Matthews, but it's a it's a great line, a great line. Uh, the the chemistry they've had a couple off nights, but when they get going, they 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 look great. And it's not just two guys; it's all three of them.
0: So good for that line. Fun to watch. I don't know if you noticed last night on the bench. Marner wanted so badly to sing one of the songs I was uh, yeah. playing on the jumbotron, and the camera was on them. And Bozak was kind of telling Marner, like, "No, no, like, <laughs> don't, don't, don't do it." Yeah. Uh, and Marner kind of knew, and he he laughed it off. But there are, he's already learning. Like after a week, now, in the learning NHL. what? You know, I,
1: so what if they I sing? I, I, I wish he yeah. would have. Uh, yeah. I think it I adds like so
0: much more fun to this team. I don't like
1: how it's the no fun league. Yeah, I don't like how everything is so scrutinized and you know his headline news was that singing in Toronto, and then again his um, Mitch Marner's Bambi celebration when he <laughs> skipped along the, like you know they, they 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 get made fun of and they hear about the stuff, but I, I like when they have fun. I, I hope that they continue. Yeah, this fun. the
0: the Leafs haven't had a fun roster in no. ages, no, and it's it's nice when uh, the younger guys eject some of that youth yeah. back into the, the rest of the team.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, what are your thoughts on the overall defensive play last night?
1: Yeah, I thought we did a pretty good job. There were a couple breakdowns, but we seemed to keep them to the outside, which, which was nice. Uh, Freddie had to make a couple of good saves, but once again, our D is pretty awful, but... It, it, just, just from what we've seen this year, that was a fine game from our decor in general. I thought, in, in in terms of keeping them to the outside,
0: the one obvious breakdown was uh James Neal's goal. Yes, where uh, both Hunwick and Marinson didn't <coughs> have a particular man no. and well, let Neal just walk right by.
1: Yeah, well, they were kind of on him, but they I don't know how neither of them got a stick on it. And then, of course, my favorite Jake Gardner. Uh, with a bit of a breakdown on the second goal but uh life goes on and uh i don't think that this collection of defense will be like this uh, next year to say the least
0: <laughs> so speaking of the defense james van reams on a hot streak he's one of the older players on this team
1: but still relatively young but still relatively, yeah, relatively.
0: young and still has a lot of value yeah is this the time this is <laughs> Jeffrey Martin's favorite topic. Is this the time to trade James Van Riemsdyk for an established defenseman?
1: Oh, I mean, it's tough. Like, you never, it's just hard because, like, we need defensemen. But at the same time, like, I'm sure, like, most people in Toronto, no one wants to see James Van Reemsdijk go. He's a, I don't know, I wouldn't say fan favorite. No,
0: but he's He's, he's, pretty, he's a power forward. Yeah, he's a well liked He's very player. skilled and.
1: Yeah, and you need there a aren't a ton of those. Well, and he's who also contribute regularly. Yeah, and he's also he's something we don't have much of, which is a old not older but older a veteran presence, a veteran player who is big, and who has some skills. So he he fills a and ne-
0: understands what it is what it takes to play in Toronto. Sure, yeah, yeah, exactly. For so, many years.
1: so he fills a big need that like you, you need a collection of um, young players and and uh, veterans and. Uh, just—he seems to be a pretty important piece right now. So, as badly as we need D, and I know you—you—you you, you have to give something up if you want something good in return. Yes, his value is at his highest, but yeah, like it's just so hard to see guys <laughs> that go. I—I I wouldn't trade him right now just because he—he brings such an important need to our team.
0: Um. So the Calgary Flames have, I guess, kind of announced that Dougie Hamilton is available, and some teams have been. Calling in terms of uh, <sighs> potential deals. Whenever
1: these defensemen it seems Would like,
0: you <laughs> would you make a trade for Dougie Hamilton? Okay,
1: these defensemen,
0: first of all, whenever
1: it's announced that these defensemen are available, they never get traded. <laughs> See,
0: That's because it's so hard to make I know, a trade. But it like seems with the like, Subban deal, like those yeah, those types of trades of take months. Yeah,
1: but no, but it's like it just seems like you hear about these young every time, you know, Truba, Cam Fowler. Uh, Now Dougie Hamilton, I feel like there's more, but oh, Hamannick never got, like, it just never ends, and I feel like teams want so much for these young defensemen, it just seems like when when everyone knows someone is getting shopped for, it never seems to happen, but uh, I would love Dougie Hamilton, yes, I just don't think it's going to happen, because they probably want a fortune for him, and the Leafs aren't going to want to give up any good young forwards, Uh, like, I don't know, I I don't know what the Leafs are going to do, they'll probably draft a defenseman early. Like whatever their first round pick is, and then I'm sure in the off season they'll sign a couple free agents. But yeah, I guess at some point they're gonna to have to make a trade, but I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know who they're gonna give up. Maybe maybe JVR in the off season. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Do you think Toshnick? Bozak
0: has enough value yeah, to I, I don't not think... necessarily for a Dougie Hamilton, but for a player who's an upgrade on the current top four? Defenseman that they it's have
1: possible. I mean, I don't, I don't think Bozak is a crazy amount of value, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we also don't need like a young, like like a really young defenseman. It could be like someone around the age of JVR or Bozak just to have for the next like three years. I guess it doesn't have to be like a young stud defenseman. Maybe, maybe we'll go that route just because they want to give up as much. But
0: uh, but going with that thought, that's putting a lot of faith in the Riley Zaitsev pair being your top two guys well i'm saying you can get someone good but you get someone good not necessarily
1: someone who's good and extremely young you know what i mean mm-hmm. just because it won't be it'll be a little easier to acquire someone like that um these people seem to have giant price tags attached to them uh these young good defensemen um but yeah it's gonna be interesting because we need d i don't know how we're gonna do it but I'm and cool. not just
0: any d we need we need good defense established <laughs>
1: established good defensemen. because so.
0: what we have right now is uh, I guess we have eight defensemen on the roster. Two of them obviously sit in the press box, but I've, as we've discussed numerous times on this show, a lot of them are at the same level. They're we have two def- ta- we have they're, two they're we have two bottom pairing we guys.
1: Have two defensemen and six idiots. since we have here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One final note from the Nashville game: William Nylander broke a nine-game scoring drought. Yes. What are your thoughts on Nylander and the rest of that line?
1: Yeah, good for Willie. I mean, we got a little lucky with, uh, I guess, Ma- what's his name, Mazanich. And that wasn't the best. Uh, definitely wasn't a uh, Patrick wa esque performance by <laughs> by Mazanich. But uh, good for Willie to get off get off the snide there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that line gets chances. The other lines are playing well, so it's hard to mix it up too much. But uh, yeah, you got to think that that line is going to come come alive again, because now now teams are going to start paying more attention to the Bozak line, and then that line will be a little more free, I think, because the Bozak line's been dynamite. I think that they're going to have to get going. I actually don't think that those two line mates are ideal for Matthews, but uh, they they got to get going soon. It's going to happen. Who
0: do you think are ideal?
1: I don't even know. I don't that? even know if like well, in terms of obviously like Mitch Marner would be a great guy to play with maybe he's like i don't know it's just i just find the I roster
0: guess, isn't complete yet because yeah, there isn't someone to d- play with him
1: yeah i feel like he would be, actually you know the only thing that would be great would be like jvr or another power forward type of i don't know i just feel like hyman it's good what he does for matthews but hyman can't really like score yeah he's not a lot yeah. of skill mm-hmm. like i wish someone could do those things but then also like set matthews up and finish matthews's tap passes so kind of like a jvr or something of that nature um, and then Willie, is a great player, but he's kind of a he's a bit of a selfish player. Like he's definitely he gets the puck, shoots it. Like he doesn't really look
0: for Matthews that much. He finds him, but not that not that much. So, do you think Kasperi Kapanen is going to be groomed into a role like that? <laughs>
1: Maybe, but well,
0: or I, I do you like, think a Josh Levo could step into a role like that? I think I think
1: Levo actually would be not a bad alignment for Matthews. But I, I find Kapanen similar to Neilander, both great players. I'm just saying for Matthews, like. I wish there were someone that can grind it out, lay the body, get pucks, but also pass the puck nicely.
0: What I noticed in last year's Calder Cup playoffs from what I saw, uh, Kapanen started to develop a a solid playmaking ability. That's good. So He's still still a project, but uh, he seems to be playing pretty well. The Leafs play the Florida Panthers tomorrow night, and guess who's starting in goal for the Florida Panthers?
1: Number 34, James Reimer.
0: (laughs) So this game is in Toronto. Yes. There won't be any sort of ceremony. Understandable. How do you think James Reimer will be received? Do you think he'll get any sort of ovation? Do you think the fans will just, you know, not even acknowledge it?
1: They won't do anything that can be acknowledged. They won't do a video. They won't even... They're not gonna do anything. Like if they were to do something, I think of course he would be cheered for. But there's no chance they'd do anything. I don't think it's a big deal. Like he deserves it. He he I, I love James Reimer, but uh, they announced that they were not gonna do tributes. Dion as a captain uh, apparently was an exception. They didn't do one for Phil. Um because no, James
0: Reimer is arguably one of the more beloved A Hundred percent.
1: But there is no chance to do a tribute. Zero percent chance. Um, imagine if. Keep in mind, like Lula Morello, like yeah, you know, like they, they decided not to keep Reimer and they, they gave up a lot for Freddie, invested a lot in Freddie. Imagine if it's we're at the ACC, Leafs are losing five nothing, Freddie plays horrible. There's a video tribute for James Reimer and everyone's giving a standing ovation. What what is that? The, <laughs> the organization, you want nothing to do with that. This isn't. No one that's in management, you know, has any attachment. They didn't bring in Reimer. They decided to not keep him. I'm sure they like him, but there's no chance of a tribute, and it's totally understandable. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but it's totally understandable that this management group does not have a passion to give him a tribute.
0: It's the way it is. What were, <laughs> What were your thoughts? Um, I, I don't really want to bring this up, but what were your thoughts on P.K. Suvan getting booed so heavily <laughs> last night? Because, yes, you boo the star players, and, yes, he played in Montreal... But he never, he he wasn't a villain or anything like that. Do you think there's more to it than just he played in Montreal? He used to be a divisional rival. Do you think there's more to it? No, I, and I I totally agree that it's a little like
1: well, you don't really have to still boo now, but it's like so what? It's like he he it's because he was on Montreal. Like he was a villain. Um, you know they would boo like enough a bit or like I think Kessel a bit. I think they actually booed Matthews a bit when we went to Montreal early, when he was fresh off his uh, mm-hmm. good start, but uh, it's just a Leafs-Habs thing, and Subban, yeah, like, he he would do some annoying things to the Leafs when he was a Hab, and I think it's just a bit of carryover. It's not like Leaf fans just, like, completely stop booing just cause he's on a new team. It's still Subban. He was a longtime rival in the Habs, so I, I get the perspective that it's like, why, like, why are you still booing this guy, but... I also understand why they are still doing it's just like I don't know I don't think it's a big deal I don't think it's beyond much like it's just I don't know it's sports it happens
0: <laughs> also another topic I don't really want to bring up but Steve Dangle tweeted it he talked yeah. about how the atmosphere was so quiet at the ACC and I think some Predator I think on the Predators broadcast they brought it up too it, it's always brought up with the Leafs how they're this different different culture different fan base the people who actually get the tickets to leafs games aren't yeah. necessarily fans do you think the management care do you think they want an atmosphere like the blue jays or raptors where
1: well let's well, wait wait a minute here let's let's be if the leafs were in the playoffs the atmosphere would be just as good if not better as we saw um, but uh, I And mean, when the Leafs are good And I was at the home opener it was a great atmosphere Tuesday night against Nashville When we're 500 <laughs> You're not going to get a great atmosphere It's just the reality um, It's a, there's, there's no question it's a bit of an issue with Toronto With who gets the tickets and this and that But I will say that the Leaf fans are loud When the, when the team is good Leaf fans are loud um, Yeah, I think that's the main thing I mean Compare Blue Jays games five years ago seven years ago on a tuesday night you know starting at first base uh, i don't know adam lind you know (laughs) you know we it's just a matter of how good the team is really affects the atmosphere like the raptors obviously benefited a lot from having a good team so i have no concerns over the atmosphere once the leafs are good and one thing to debunk that is that we 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 did pretty well like for the uh when the world juniors were here it was a good atmosphere so I think we just support good teams. And when you're just average, when you're 500, it's a Tuesday night against Nashville, and a lot of people are business
0: people, they're not going to be tearing their faces off. <laughs> do you think it has to do at all with younger, like the younger generation not embracing the Leafs as much as some of these other talented teams?
1: I think the younger generation is starting now to embrace this team because of the exciting new... Uh, players and even as a home opener there's all these little kids with Matthews jerseys and Mitch Marner's an exciting player um I think I, I, for sure that used to be an issue growing up with horrible teams for a lot of kids like horrible Leaf teams and we saw a little a lot of um Crosby fans Ovechkin fans from Toronto but now you're going to get a lot more youngins embracing uh, this team because they're good Oh, well, they're going to be good um so, yeah, it's always been a topic, but I actually think that because of how bad the Leafs have been, it's been talked about more than it should. Like, if we're good, it's not going to be talked about. Like, in the early 2000s, this obviously wasn't an issue because we were good. So, uh, once we're good, I promise you the atmosphere will be will be okay. You Personal guarantee. Here, you heard it here first. Personal guarantee. guarantee
0: <laughs> the atmosphere will improve. Have yeah, no fear. It will. So, the Leafs play one of the hottest teams in the league, the Montreal Canadiens, on Saturday nights. Like
1: Canadiens.
0: Any expectations? Any thoughts?
1: Well, I hope they uh, randomly... Uh, I, hope they yeah, I hope they win. I hope they Hab- no, win. Well, I hope the Habs randomly decide to scratch Carey Price. That would be nice. God, is he a good goalie. They uh, don't
0: like scratching Carey Price in- against the Leafs. No, yeah, and they shouldn't. But, uh, the yeah. Leafs also tend to play pretty well against Carey Price, though.
1: Yeah, um, but for whatever reason this year, we've been a lot better at home than on the road. As you can see by our record, but uh, yeah, we played pretty well last time against the Habs, but um, and Freddie was good, but uh, Price was just way too good. So hopefully, we can uh, get some screens and beat Big Bad Carry and get the W.
0: Yeah, because the Leafs uh, lead, or they're in the top five in shots per game. They're I think first or second. Um, Unfortunately, they're also in the bottom three in shots against. Yes. So if they can fix their defensive struggles and continue putting up shots, they should be on the right track. The Leafs have a pretty difficult schedule the rest of this month. They have two back-to-backs. They play the Hurricanes and Devils this coming week on Tuesday, Wednesday. Then they go to play the Washington Capitals at home Saturday. And then the following week, another back-to-back, a Western road trip, Edmonton, Calgary. Ooh. That'll be fun. Should be fun. Uh, any expectations against the Carolina Hurricanes?
1: <laughs> I got a lot of thoughts about
0: the Carolina Hurricanes organization.
1: Um, expectations? My expectation is that we win against the Carolina
0: Hurricanes. <laughs> are, are you making that guarantee? Because the, the Leafs struggle against the Hurricanes. I know,
1: but I'm saying I expect them, I hope that they can win because I think we're a better team. But uh, wait, so who are we playing? So we're playing obviously Florida Thursday, So it's Florida Hab Thursday, Habs
0: Saturday, and the Hurricanes on Tuesday. Tuesday, know, maybe Wednesday you said? And then Wednesday is the Devils, Devils in New Jersey.
1: All right, so luckily, you know, it's a back-to-back, but luckily both those teams aren't crazy good, especially now that Taylor Hall appears to be injured. Um, hey, get win both of them win both of them if i was a coach i'd say win both of them that's coaching That that's coaching yeah. asking for wins let's let's start getting some wins here let's start rolling here we can do it if we tighten up the d we can do it we can we, we have plenty of offense freddie's pretty good pretty settled in now it's it's interesting though, like the d it's just like these like major breakdowns you know it's like it's not even like i don't know like, like, sometimes we do do a good job of keeping them to the outside, and then they'll just be like one bonehead play. Scores. Like, we're so prone to bonehead plays.
0: <laughs> I think that's just youth, though. But it's don't not even think? just
1: youth, because, like, Hundrick does dumb things. Uh, well, it's a mixture of ancient. youth. Yeah. Mixture Gardner, of. Not no, sorry. Being... Gardner, the, the, the king of stupidity on the back end. I, I don't know if you can blame youth all the time with this. So, uh, how many times can you see just idioticness from the same people? I.
0: I mean, his turnover last night, I don't know if that's necessarily a dumb play. I think it was just a bit of bad luck. Well, it's a it bit of a bad luck. but when, but when, but that but, resulted in a... Yeah, well, the it was way. a bad
1: pass, but if he, you know, you can say bad luck, but when it's the same guy so often, when it's the same nonchalant idiot like Gardner, who's just always doing these dumb things, it starts to get annoying, but uh, whatever. I, start to, I talk a lot about Gardner, but... Uh, <laughs> anyway, But
0: overall, I think Anderson's... Starting to settle in and prove he really is a number one goaltender. For
1: sure. Just keep it to the outside. He's a big goalie. I mean, more recently, though, he hasn't been as tested. Like I know there were a couple of breakaways last night, but it seemed like early on there were so many like, two-on-ones and so many opportunities of players streaking down the wing, getting a high shot off, or they'd beat him over the glove, over the blocker. His weakness appears to be high shots, but whatever. He, he's been playing great. But it seems like more recently the D have actually done a better job of keeping it to the outside. Not as many grade A scoring chances. I know he stopped a breakaway last night. But, uh, yeah, it seems like there's not as many of those two-on-ones wrist shots. And that's just coaching, right? Sure, yeah. That's
0: making adjustments, teaching them how to, you know, play a situation differently to improve chances of a, a shot being easier to stop.
1: Yeah, but he's uh, he's a big guy, and uh, when he's on his game, he's a very good, good goalie. Like, like when he's on, he, he's tough to beat because he's so big
0: and he. Uh, yeah. One little final, not serious topic. Yeah. Uh, so the Leafs had a a logo challenge. Yeah. Where they asked people to design different logos, and they released the finalists, and they're all you know pretty generic. Um, Since this is the 100th season with the Leafs, would you like to see more embracing of the older logos? For example, Toronto Arenas, St. Pat's, because I remember a few years ago, the Canadians celebrated their 100th anniversary and they had all sorts of different vintage logos and merchandise. Would you like to see any more of that for the Leafs?
1: Are you talking about their their jerseys for the centennial?
0: For the jerseys, for just general merchandise.
1: Uh, sure. I mean, it's, aren't they doing that a bit? Like, aren't the jerseys kind of old school? Apparently, for the centennial. For the centennial,
0: they released. Yeah. What may have been, um, the jersey, and it looked pretty ugly. I didn't see it. I didn't see oh, it. Oh, I I I can pull it. But up was it old you. school? Regardless, was it old? school? It was school? not old school. It looked more <laughs> like. The Florida Panthers current jersey, but in because the weren't they? I know they, they did
1: like. There's like a logo for the centennial season, and there's some sort of like older leaf thing, right? On gear, is there not? Okay, but it's no, but that is old school with the stripe in the middle. That that's the Tran Arena's f- like like sweater like jersey. Not a huge fan of it.
0: I'm not yeah. sure where you stand on the logo, yeah. uh, but yeah, a lot yeah. of people, from what I saw, weren't too thrilled. But it's but you asked me if I'd like to see like. Like, that's old school. (laughs) I think people don't like it because that looks like- I think it's old school with a bit of a modern twist to it.
1: A tiny bit. I guess, yeah, you're right. If you're going to go old school, I'd like the local to be old. Okay, fair enough, Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I
0: want them to go full old school. Full old school. Yeah, like the Boston Bruins Winter Classic. I'd like to
1: see that too. That'd that'd be cool. But
0: just because none of us were around, and it's cool to see that brought back.
1: Do they have gear with like some sort of older leaf
0: on? I thought I thought they were doing something. I haven't seen a ton other than our current logo, which technically is a throwback. Yeah. But yeah, just just an interesting uh, interesting. thought. Um, Still no word on what the Red Wings are wearing for their. Winter Classic. Yeah. Do you care? Because last, the last time these two teams played, both of them had dark jerseys. Did you think that was weird? Sure, yeah. You thought
1: that was weird? Don't make it confusing. Let's, uh, let's get dark and light. And uh, we will stand witness for the Centennial Classic and hope for a big victory at BMO. creator <laughs> laughing away over there.
0: Uh, did, you, did you uh see the release of the uh, the legends or the yes, alumni? I watched
1: a couple of them. They're a little boring, but uh that's nice that they're doing that.
0: I think it'd be interesting. I think isn't Shanahan on the? Uh... Oh, 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 oh! I thought
1: you meant sorry. I thought you meant the release of those videos of the alumni videos. That's how I meant were boring. But but yeah, the the, the rosters are good. Yeah, they start to release like a top 100. These little minute videos. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's what you were saying, but. Uh, yeah no great great rosters by the way it should be exciting and it's not weird that shanahan's playing for the wings because he never played for the leafs was right. so a great hall of fame red wing so non-story but
0: uh yeah no i think it'll be fun to watch for sure yeah it
1: should be fun should be but fun. we're
0: getting ahead of ourselves it's only november should be interesting to see yeah. what the leafs can do right. next week